welcome to what I suppose we'd better call Follow That Camel Up The Misses. Mm. Is Follow That Camel Up The Misses more or less appealing than Don't Lose Your Head Up The Misses? <laughs> As a title. I thought they would have learnt their lesson. <laughs> and stuck the carry-on back on. Oh, yes! Mm. What if the carry-on never comes back? Well, you think I'm making you watch films that aren't actually carry-on I know films. that carry-on camping's coming up. <laughs> I live in hope. <laughs> so we've been watching for that can camel. I, can I say hello? You can. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. This is the missus. I'm Christopher, and this <laughs> is the missus. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you like it. So, follow that camel. Instant reaction. Can we ignore the title? If you like, yeah. Um, I I liked it. Did you? But you... just a like, not a love. Not a love. Oh. Okay. What? what why did you? Why? Let's start with the positives. <laughs> what did you like about it? Well, it had a fair few laughs. Mhm. It had some good. Traditional carry-ons, mm-hmm. some notable absences, but mm-hmm. um, I like that. I, I like, I like the general narrative. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I thought the um, I saw those sort of three main storylines: mm-hmm. the two new recruits to the Foreign Legion, the Foreign Legion, mm-hmm. and then there's sort of Phil Silver's conning of the foreign legion mm-hmm. and and the woman travelling alone which I'm sure we'll discuss in some detail oh I some think point. we might I think we might and, the, and they all came together but yes I thought it was a good storyline and um, and some good actors Jim Dale I thought was excellent oh really yeah I really enjoyed him and oh. he had you know a big part in this um, love Charles Hawtrey he didn't have much to do no he did not he did it well. He did it well, but he didn't have much to do. No. Um, Kenneth Williams, I liked his character. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing a love interest or... Um, he was a bit doing a love interest. Well, yes, but he wasn't doing that... I don't know. His character was the strong character that he does well. Right. And uh, what was the woman's name? Lady Jane. No, the, the actress. Angela Douglas. Angela Douglas. I did, and she's growing on me. All right, like a fungus. No, it, just each time I see, her, I think she actually she was quite good. Okay. Um, and uh, um, oh yeah, he's always good. No, the woman, Joan Sims. Joan Sims. She was brilliant. She didn't have a lot to do. No, she didn't have a lot to do. But it wasn't as if. I mean, with Charles Hawtrey, he could have easily had a bigger part, whereas I don't think she <laughs> warranted a bigger part. So, <laughs> um, so yes. I so will we start with um, Phil Silvers. Well, does he, does he fit in? No, no, no. I just, I just think he he was. You know, he obviously didn't get half of the the, the British humour. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to be Bilko in this, and I think he did do some things very well, but they're messing with the formula. Stop messing with the formula, guys. So who should it have been? Well, probably... Um... <laughs> Is the name you're searching for Sid James? Yes. <laughs> wow. 
It's a really big impression on you, these films. What was to tell you that it was offered to Sid? What did he say? He turned it down because he could, because he couldn't do the filming dates because of a uh, sitcom commitment. But as it turned out, while they were filming, he had a heart attack. Ooh, so he wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. But apparently when Talbot Rothwell was writing it, when he handed the script in to uh, Rogers and Thomas, he said... I'm sorry, every time I write the sergeant, it just becomes Bilko, but I'm sure you'll get somebody to be able to do it. So what they decided to do, with a bit of pressure from Rank, the the, the new distributors, was to actually get Phil Silvers. Mm. Uh, This is because Rank wanted to get them more successful in America. Yeah. Whereas Rogers and Thomas were of the view that actually they all make pretty much the same money in America, Pretty much no other British films, well, yeah, apart from like James Bond, certainly no other British comedy films were making money yeah. in America. It's, you know, of a similar type to the carry-ons. And they thought, we should just carry on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But okay. But because they got Phil Silvers, they got more money, although yeah. all of it went to Phil Silvers. Uh, he was on 30 grand, whereas Kenneth Williams was only on six. Yeah. You can imagine how good that made them feel. And then worse than that was... He turned up and he hadn't learned his lines. He was speaking off idiot boards. Um, but apparently Kenneth Williams took him aside and said something along the lines of, I'd always really admired you, but now I see you use idiot boards. Maybe it's all the writers, etc. And the next day, Phil Silvers was word perfect. Mm. So I thought he was quite good. I mean, it is Bilko. He's, he's clearly playing Bilko. I know. But he is Bilko. Yeah, I mean, he did, as I say, he did it well, but it, it was messy with my mind. It was moving away from what carry-ons is into what Belko mm-hmm. is, and yeah, I didn't want that. Okay. So now, um... Do you think that was a big part of why you didn't love it? I think that, um... Yeah, there was the the uh, the different time element of it. Put me off as well. Oh, yes. And what way was at a different time? Well, the number of repeated scenes about a woman travelling alone is therefore up for it. Yes, this is true. And I did actually laugh when... You did? Well, I, I kind of laughed a bit when she resigned herself to it for um, Kenneth Williams. Mm-hmm. Let me switch off the light. I know what's coming. No, that wasn't Kenneth Williams, that was the no, no, hotel. No, when, in, when it was Kenneth Williams. All right. And she said, yes, I'm travelling alone, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do the light. Um, but then when she was drunk, she went, I'm travelling alone, you know. <laughs> I thought that was actually quite funny. Yeah, but, I think that's totally in line with the what the sisters would want you to no, say. No, that, I mean, that's a big part of what put me off, mm-hmm. is, is that, is her... Doing that, um, the belly dancing and darting eyes thing. Darting eyes. You know the the men who are watching the belly dancing. Oh, right. just like Whoa, belly yeah. dancing. Well, um, I, I don't. I don't think belly dancing, in and of itself, was out of place here. I think it was a, a yeah, reasonable yeah, 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 yeah. cultural. No, it was. Zone. It was, but it, they were just yeah. Um, I didn't think she was a very good belly dancer either. You didn't think so? No. Okay. Um, but 
Yeah, there was that. There was also um, the fuss about a white woman arriving. Oh, yes. And the, and the general blacking up of the cast. Could they not find anyone non-white to play any of the parts? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, that, that is something, this is the kind of thing that you have to grapple with when watching the carry-ons in the 21st century is how far can you see past the cultural insensitivity? I know. How much is the fact that the, all the European characters are also are complete idiots? How far does that excuse mm. racial stereotyping? And and I know it was a foreign legion, so therefore they're made up of lots of different nationalities. Yes, but unnecessarily so. <laughs> why Why did uh, Kenny, Kenneth Williams need to have a German accent? And is this stereotype? Well, in some scenes he had a German accent. I know. In other scenes he had a French accent. In other scenes he had an English accent. Yeah, but was the idea that he, he we're stereotyping Germans and he was the... I don't know, I don't really got much. I mean, he was the commandant, so he was kind yeah. of authoritative. But And that would have been easy shorthand, what was still 20 years after the yeah. Second World War. But it... it there weren't any. I don't think there were any anti-German jokes. It was mainly it was there because you could maybe get a few puns out of it. Mm. Same as Charles Hawtrey as Captain Lapice. Yes. Are we taking Lapice? That, that was a funny line, and also he kept on saying "wee wee." Wee wee. Yes. Made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what accent do you think Joan Sims had? Oh, it was that was the thing. I kind of wondered was she not meant to be. European of some description. I was thinking gypsy. Oh, do you think she's going to be like a, a, a Roma gypsy kind of thing? Or, uh, or Egyptian. Yeah, well, Anita Harris was Egyptian without any... Only in the fact she told us she was Egyptian. Yeah. But then I suppose Amanda Barry was Egyptian only insofar as she told us she was Egyptian and carry on Cleo. Yeah. So so that, there's that. And um, and then there was the, the reference to it being a man's skull because the woman would have worn her jaw down from all the nattering. Yes, that was very bad. Not funny at all. Not funny at all. No humour of truth in that whatsoever. Now, I've written down under this section, never mind, I'll do it. Oh, I think that was the... the, the um, you're alone and travelling alone. Um, there's a little bit of, what did you call it last time? Gay fear? No. Gay panic. Gay panic. Um, when they referred to the men joining you in the in the bedroom, when Phil Sivers was in the cafe woman's bed. Oh yes. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't think that was necessarily gay panic. There, it was more kind of like, no, get they can find their own bed. I've found this one. I didn't. Oh, right. I didn't think that. I, the closest I thought it came to that was when the bloomers were run up the flagpole, and then subsequently Phil Silver suggested that Charles Hawtrey might just, be some sort of cross-dresser. Just by looking at him. It was quite a mm, well-done yeah. scene. Mm, yeah, yeah, he did that well. But, yeah, it was a bit... But there was um, there's also a line where I think Kenneth William referred to one of them as uh, as one of them. And the res- mm-hmm. response was, oh, no, sir. Oh, yeah, that was Hawtrey as well. Yeah. In fact, I thought I'd written that down. Maybe this might be the thing that I can't... Read your writing. Read my writing of now. Yeah. Yes. So I think the element, that that's all the bits I've written down under a different time. But mm-hmm. 
the elements of that, particularly the woman travelling alone, did mean I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's in context and all mm-hmm. the time and all that, but it's still going to affect me. Well, that is going to affect you enjoying yeah. it 50 years later. Now, I thought that this had less production spend on it. What did you think? So you didn't think they were in Algeria at any point? No. And, I mean, it was, it, you know, you're bordering They had on, a real camel. Bordering on uh, Doctor Who's in a quarry here. Because <laughs> it was set in the desert. I know, but yeah, I I just could because we'd gone up in production value. Oh, if I don't lose your head. Yeah, and now we, we I mm-hmm. thought we we were back to. But again, I mean, could it, it 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 didn't it was necessarily need it. Static, and you know, yeah. it wasn't like don't lose your head. There was supposed to be shadows and mm. English uh, uh, estates and that. Whereas this was meant to be a desert township. Etc. And I would kind of uh, defend it in terms of its um, uh, um, production values because I think it it did look quite convincingly warm and sweaty. All right. Mm. There we go. And the music was amazingly good. I was. Uh, oh, well, probably it's not a thing I'd normally notice. Well, not really a thing I normally notice either. But okay, it's a few times like this is re- and this sounds like there's a full orchestra going mm. in the background here. Uh, so I, I I like that. Right, should we go on to laughs? Laughs, yes. Well, the first one I noticed was uh, when the old man said, he won't get into another cricket club, so he'll have no life. Yes, as if that was the be-all and end-all. Yeah. That was when uh, Jim Dale's character, Bo West, was, uh, was disgraced. Disgraced. Because he tripped up, or he allegedly tripped up. Mm. Another player, and because of that, he had to go and join the the foreign league. Might as well; he has no mm-hmm. chance of joining the club. Before we taxi, before we go on anymore, have you ever seen Bojest or any other foreign legion movie? Because you know it was like a genre of itself, in and of itself, for quite a while in the early twentieth century. Oh, I I didn't know there was a bow connection. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of aware that there were these kind of films, mm-hmm. but I've never really seen one. No. I don't think. Okay. Because a couple of the jokes, well, the Phil Silvers said to the corporal, he looks like that guy we had before, Bo, what was it, Bo Legs? Yeah. But uh, that was a reference to Bo Jest. Uh, and uh, Cork Tip is a reference to a character in one of these films who was called Cigarette. Uh, but she was Cork Tip, rather than a Cork Tip Cigarette. So, I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. Right. Um... Your I next laugh was Charles Hawtrey arrives. He just who arrives. gets a laugh every time. I, well, it's just the way he does it. I love it. He should do more of it. No wonder they kept employing him, even though it was very difficult, if he was guaranteed a laugh every time he just appears on the I screen. Know. And then um, Kenneth Williams referring to... No, one of the other ones saying that spring had come. Got some early bloomers. Oh, early bloomers. That was Charles Hawtrey as well. Yes. And then what I loved was the extra giggling in the background. Yes, you did like that. I have a feeling that uh, Gerald Thomas was probably uh, cursing at that extra giggling in the background. Uh, you also, we also got a laugh when um, Joan Sims said, I have a good ass, no? I'm just coming up Oh, you're that. coming that, okay. And, uh, yeah, good ass, it was the look. That Silvers did. Straight to camera. I know. Which he did twice more later on in the film. I know. 
Um, but he just did it very well. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Oh yeah, well I mean that's but can that that's what you're paying for with Phil Silver. Yeah. I mean, you're you're paying for Bilko. You're paying for that knowing. No. I'm smarter than everybody else here. Um, I've written here. Oh yeah, I think um, this is the point where they were referring to Hawtree as possibly being the owners of the Bloomers. Mm-hmm. And I just laughed when they were looking at him in, mm-hmm. in that kind of way. Um, when Jim Dale was going into the... No. The Phil, Phil Silvers was going into the fortune teller. Uh-huh. And he's he she was like, I'm looking in my ball, yeah, I could stop looking what you what you're looking for has arrived. It is here. I laughed at that. Um The next one I had was the was the fourth Are You Travelling Alone got a laugh. And uh, Angela Angel says resigned sigh, yeah. Yes, I know. But before that there was another one, but I can't it um not something about an assortment. Oh, the when um, Jim Dale said that kissing Anita Harris through her veil would be like sucking a toffee without oh, yes. taking the paper off. And she said, if you come to my house... The toffee assortment, that's what I And there'll be no papers. And there'll be no Yes, I thought, it was, I thought what was getting the laugh there was Jim Dale's face. Yes. Which was just the epitome of the sort of Ooh, British male. Yes. I don't know what to do with the idea of being advanced upon by a woman kind of thing. I know, it's a bit like your look when I first pounced on you. Yeah, when you first pounced on me. It's like my look every time you pounce on me. <laughs> but this is for you realise quite how much carry-on films influence your upbringing. <laughs> like, what is the reaction to a woman showing interest in you? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, when... oh. So I've got to point at people now. Somebody. Bernard Breslau. Bernard Breslau. He was brilliant. He was excellent. But essentially, for being browned up, he didn't... I don't think he overplayed no, no, no. He, the part. He did but I don't part. know. But it's like, well, I don't know. If somebody from Algeria was here, they might have been going, this is the most insensitive thing I've ever seen. Well, I thought he did his best with uh-huh. the situation he was put in. Um, but I, what I laughed at was him saying when the when the... Third quarter of the moon, oh, the moon is aligned with the riding. When will that be? Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Can you not see that coming a bit? That this no. is going to be next Wednesday week. Yeah. And then there was obviously the scene when he was threatening them, and um, he was going to cut off their balls, and Jim Dell thought they were talking about ears. Mm-hmm. That's it, boy. Always focus on the higher things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What about Peter Butterworth? Uh, with the spikes. Yes, knocking out the knocking out the the tribesmen or the native in the in the in which also got a laugh. Once I noticed it, El Kazi. El Kazi, yes. Um, yeah, no, the spike with the the shovel that was quite good, and it must have been sixth, seventh time of saying it when I realised that uh, must have a leak. Most of a leak. Oh, that was another culturally insensitive point. Do you, you realise now why? Because this is the, this is the thing about you know what what cause people say. What have you know? What has the Arab world got against the Western <laughs> world? What have we ever done to them? It's like this is what we've done to them. Mm. Um. And then there was the laugh about 
nothing to knock off. Oh yeah, what was that about? What was that about? Some what was um uh English saying that something something about bales and women. And the idea was you would have if is it like a set of cricket stumps uh, without yes. bales, nothing yeah. to knock off. Yes, it, have, yes, being in this was it being in the harem's tent and you can't do anything. And you about can't it. do anything about it. Yeah. yeah, it's like cricket with nothing to knock off. I quite liked at that point. We're in the harem tent and uh, Jim Dale, a very upstanding, says, yeah. "Don't worry, ladies. You know you're safe with us." And Phil Silver says, "Stop making promises I can't keep." <laughs> And then I've got written down here, Jiggery Pokery. I think that was how Kenneth Williams said, Jiggery Pokery. No, but it wasn't that. It was also the the line itself. It was something like, it's not... We're really doing well here. I know. Remembering the story. Um, Jiggery Pokery. It wasn't a bit poking something. No, no, it it was something like, um, it's not... Da, 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 da. Or do you, oh, it doesn't matter. It was good anyway. Thank you, Kenny. We liked it. And then um, there's a reference to uh, getting blood from a stone as a bleeding mystery. Yes. Yes, that was, that was an old Arab saying. Yes. That one. The one that didn't get a laugh from me that I liked was uh, when Kenneth Williams told Angela Douglas that the uh, the riffs take you into the into the dunes um, to have their way with you because as as their saying goes there's many a good fiddle played on an old dune I I just completely missed what they were talking (laughs) about there so I didn't get that, sorry Um, and then there was obviously when they weren't going to take the captain with him and he said you're not taking the pist you'll be be taking the beast and then no, I'm being serious Mm -hmm. um and then when they had a box of the pill, and they can't <laughs> conceive why they had that. <laughs> that was good. But see, that was interesting. That was, that was a sort of contemporary reference. Aye. Uh, for then. Mm-hmm. And then Charles Hawtrey, one of his five lines of the of the film. <laughs> All brilliant. I think we've come in the nick. I think we've come in the nick. <laughs> Although, was that the laugh, or was the ooh, ooh, beforehand the laugh? Well, I think it's just when the way his the troops arrived to save the day. I think we've just got, you know, I think it's him saying we've come in the nick. Is, is, is there is an element here of um, this film actually being both the worst and the best of British cinema? Because can clearly, you know, there's racism, sexism, rape jokes, and mm. cultural insensitivity, but there's also um, men hitting exploding coconuts with cricket bats. And Charles Hawtrey <laughs> saving the day, you know, there, there, there's, got, there's something there, isn't there, about, you know... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, but, yes, considering it's not one of the oldest, mm-hmm. it, it, but I think it's bordering on one of the most offensive. <laughs> Do you think, I, I was actually thinking, I was actually thinking, this actually would have been a good one to watch with other people because it's like there's a lot of stuff here you're like oh no are you are you do you feel any kind of slight shame watching this for your enjoyment of the carry-on films i i think 
you do have to put it in context of what, when it was made. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do feel a bit of shame, especially as it's a very British, uh, a reflection of British culture of the time. Mm-hmm. Not saying it was any different anywhere else, but it, it, that's a bit that is awkward. Um, but I just wonder if people in 50 years' time will be having this conversation about stuff we think is acceptable I these don't days. Know. Um I think it, it's probably an en- endless cycle, hmm. and uh, and you're just not aware when it's acceptable and mainstream, and you're living in it. It really does blink you to what might be offensive mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. what wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But on that, I'm I'm glad we didn't watch it with your mother. <laughs> Which was a suggestion at one point. Why do you think she would have been? Well, why why? I think in in the same way that we are both upset about the same things in the film, mm-hmm. she ha- she would have a different frame of reference, probably because she, she is of a different era herself. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the things that we're finding uncomfortable, especially on the sort of racist front, she would... But not I th- see what we see. I, w- I would stress that my mother is not racist. No, but I think um, in the same way these people weren't. Yeah, but I, I think it's, it's the point you made before about the culture that surrounds yeah. you. That you know that you you don't see what's but I think wrong she, with that. She would also get quite frustrated with us making comment about things that she thinks is just harmless fun. Mm. Yeah. But and I think that would be true of anyone. Uh, of different generations mm-hmm. um, and I think we enjoy watching them together because we are pretty much on the same page with a lot of these things mm-hmm. um, yeah so but I mean you said that you liked it not loved it and, and that was part of that yeah um, if this had been the first one do you think you would have said no no this is you know, we're no. a step away from a black and white minstrel show here. <laughs> um, I think you're. I think my love for love for Carry On is like is that a bit oh, too strong. Is that a bit too strong? But my enjoyment of the Carry Ons to to this point has probably carried this one through. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. I might have my instant reaction if this was the first one I'd seen might have been not that I wouldn't have watched any more, but that I wouldn't be going in with such positivity to the next one. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of on a bit of notice, if you like. Yeah. Like you better clean up your act. Yeah. But we shall see what occurs on that on that front. Um, I've got a couple of observations to make. Mm-hmm. Um, more generally, at the point at which they were captured by Bernard Bleslaw's men, mm-hmm. but Peter Butterworth. Escape, or Peter Roth hadn't been captured. And he was just following them. He knocked out the other guy and dressed up as one of the, one of the riffs. Yeah. Right? He went into Phil, the tent where Phil Silvers and Jim Dale were being held. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, they were all in uniform. They, they knocked him out. And the suggestion was they were then going to do what he'd done and steal this, mm. these clothes to disguise themselves. But then suddenly they were all in uniform and it was all kind of forgotten about. 
Yeah, I think there's some bad editing. Bad, right? Just bad editing, and just let's hope nobody notices. Well, I think it, that there might have been something that had to be cut for some reason, mm. and they're not ones to go back after they finish yeah. feet. Oh, well, you don't, get, to... you don't get more than two takes of a scene, yeah. so it didn't work, and it's like, well, just fudge it. Yeah. Um, I also want a shout-out for Big Heads and Little Bodies in the title sequence. That's always brilliant. That's a very Bilko thing as well, isn't it? Uh, well, I don't know. I think the animation of the Bilko title sequence was all in, was all in, uh, all in proportion with each other. Bilko had a big head and a little body. Did he? Did he? We might have to Google it. We might have to Google it. We can go upstairs and watch the, um, complete series box set. Or we could just sit here and or Google, Google it. it. Yeah, anyway. Do you think that was like a reference to Bilko? There was, I thought there might have been a reference to Bilko, but there really wasn't. It was lovely to hear Phil Silvers do. Yeah, I'm not a well. huge Bilko fan, and obviously you are. Oh, Bilko's amazing. Oh. Bilko's one of these things that 60 years on, it is still as funny as it was then. Against like the Marx Brothers and Tony Hancock, I think the other ones that are like this is this is just it, this is pure humour. Is our next project going to be Bilko bloggers? Bilko. Fort Baxter, carry on up Fort Baxter with the missus. I don't know. Could be. Mm. Probably not. Try to look in your face. Um, surrealism, which we hadn't had. I don't think we've really had in the carry-ons before. When they came upon the mirage of the well, and and what's he called? Bilko. And Sergeant <laughs> Sergeant Knocker, great name. Um, and Bilko, Sergeant Knocker, tossed a coin into the well to show that it wasn't a well, but there was a splash. Mm-hmm. Surreal, and also. The the mirage of the hotel that they yeah. all ignored that turned out to be a hotel. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, and then just an observation, which is, I think comedy films these days, I often go and see them, or see them, and think, and in fact a film we saw this week is like this, the first half hour was really funny and then it kind of tailed off. Mm. I think these films are the opposite. It, it, after about 20 minutes, you start to think, is this supposed to be funny? Come on, then. And then suddenly, mm. it suddenly becomes but funny. I think, I think these films need to set up the characters and the narrative and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, do, a pro- do it properly, a proper story. And then and then they can do the funny once you're... Because you, you need to know why it's funny, and it's funny because he's a posh toff or because mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And because this is the situation that we're now in. Mm. And, and Situation comedy. Situation comedy. So we have who was good, who was bad, who would you have back? Phil Silvers, was he good? He was good. Would you have him back? No. Because he only plays Bilko. Because he, you're messing with the formula. Get Sir James Sir in James there. Back. Okay. Uh, Kenneth Williams as Commandant yes, Burger. He was good. <laughs> Jim Dale as Bo West. My favourite. Bo West. See that 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 kind of never got. Really brought up. Your favourite in this? Yes. Oh, okay, very good. I thought he was a bit kind of nothing in this. Oh, I loved him. I think that's a difficult... I think Jim Dale does it well. It's a difficult kind of part to play because you're both the hero. But he does get a bit of comedy in yeah. there too. Uh, Charles Hawtrey as... Every uh, line magic, Captain he just Lapeace. needed more of them. Just needed... There should be more more Hawtrey. More Hawtrey. More Cowbell. Um, Joan Sims as Zig Zig. She was very good. Very underused, though, I thought. Mm. Yeah. But another good sexy part for Joan Sims. Yes. Mm-hmm. Angela Douglas as Lady Jane. She was good. Mm-hmm. Peter Butterworth as uh, Simpson. I like him more 
Because I know mm-hmm. I've been a bit tepid yeah. about him in the past, but no, he he was good. I would say proper part as well. Uh, yeah, in this film, he's paired up with Jim Dale, mm-hmm. and he's good. In the last film, he was paired up with Kenneth Williams, and he was good. In Screaming, he was paired up with Harry H. Corbett, and he was good. He's he is he's yeah. bankable. He's he's on the money every time. Yeah, he's a good side man. Werner Breslau as Abdul. Brilliant. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was good. Do you think? Did you think he was? This is self-interest. Will come. Will become apparent here. Did you think he was quite sexy? Yeah. People think I look like Bernard Breslau. <laughs> uh, Anita Harris as Corp Tip. Yeah. Nah, would you have her back? Nah. Nah. And John Bluthal as uh, the corporal. No. Uh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's alive. They're all dead. Nope. This there's, there's a, there is a large proportion, <gasps> comparatively, of the <laughs> cast of this film who remain alive. You always think there's one of them who is always alive, and you always think is Jim there. Dale. Jim Dale still, still alive. alive. Angela Douglas, as you correctly noted, is still alive. Uh, Breslau. No, nope, Breslau dead. Luke at the end. John Bluthall, still alive. Yeah. Uh, is that three we're getting or we're getting? Four. Four. Anita Harris is still alive as well. Mm. I think this is the most people who have ever been still alive in a carry-on film that we've seen so far. Uh, not a big cast. No, not really. Not in terms of... But then Don't Lose Your Head was even smaller, wasn't it? Because there was really nobody outside the, mm. the sort of six of them. So, um, so that only means the only thing left to ask is... Do we carry on? Yes, but they're on a warning. All right, then. So we'll be back next time we carry on up the missus. Bye-bye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless.